Hi, thank you so much for tuning in to our Stolen Lunches podcast, where it is time for us to steal away and be fed by God. Now, if you want to tune in to any of our virtual Bible studies, you can by logging on to stolenlunches.org. But for right now, let's dive in. So I think back, think back, y'all. If I would have allowed the thought that told me, you don't know the Bible, you don't really know how to pray. You can't have eight women come together and talk about God. We wouldn't be here today, y'all. We would not be here today. Um, I don't have the vocabulary or smarts. How many times have we said, I don't speak, you know, correct grammar. I speak slang, self-doubt and anxiety, fear and money. Look at all these things that the enemy is literally throwing in our mind over and over to stop us from moving. So let's talk about Moses. Um, a little bit of a precursor. I'm just gonna tell the story about Moses like I know the story about Moses, okay? If someone can turn to Exodus 3, we are gonna read that a little later on, um, but I just want you to already have it pulled up because all of us are gonna kind of read it together because I actually wanna read from five to 20. So it's a, lot, it's a lot to read, but we'll get there in a minute. Here's my story about Moses. And for anyone here that's like, the Bible scares me, it used to scare me too. King James Version? Oh, that, I don't understand what's going on. So it was um, an LT that warned me into scripture. So for anyone here that's saying, you know, I do have a Bible, haven't touched it in a while. One thing that I've learned and started liking is going to YouTube. You can go to YouTube, type in Moses, and there are like stories, almost like kids stories, that will tell you the story of different people in the Bible, of different things in the Bible. So try different ways of learning it, but don't be scared and intimidated and run from it, right? Um, it's in that, that then you'll say, oh, NLT says it this way. What about New King James? And then you'll be, you know, more equipped to jump in that way. The story of Moses. So back in the day, um, uh, Pharaoh was getting really, really upset because the Hebrews were multiplying in droves, okay? Pharaoh and, and Egypt, they, you know, they're trying to kind of keep the Hebrews numbers down because here's why. Pharaoh said, if they keep multiplying in these numbers, they're gonna know in a couple of years, they can actually overtake us. There's too many of them. We need to stop them. So Pharaoh literally came up with the law and said, all the boys, all the firstborn sons, kill them. And he was literally killing Firstborn, firstborn sons left and right. And this one mama said, you ain't gonna have my son. And she took her son and she put him in a basket and sent him down the river, okay? And so I wanted to share this piece because the funny part is it doesn't matter where you go. It doesn't matter. Many times our life can go like this. Many times our life goes down river, right? We go to the left, we made bad decisions here. We go to the right, we made other wrong decisions there. It doesn't matter where you go, you still have God's bloodline running in your blood. He's still destined to take you exactly where it is he needs you to go, no matter what happens. This mama did the unthinkable, put her baby in a basket, sent him down river. The daughter of Pharaoh found him. And so she actually took in Moses and ended up making him royalty. He became the son of Pharaoh. My first point for you tonight is it doesn't matter what clothes you wear, ladies, how much makeup you put on, what cover up you have, 
the bloodline that God has destined for you will come through no matter what. So here you have really, truly a Hebrew slave dressed in royalty. He's being raised as royalty, being raised as the son, the heir of the Pharaoh, right? But deep down, he's really a Hebrew slave. So I wanna show you guys the correlation here. He was raised as royalty. Many of us were dressing a certain way, walking a certain way, talking a certain way, living a certain way, but there's something in you that's the truth. There's something in you, your real DNA that's in, that's calling you out. That's what that stirring is, right? But many times we choose to stay in comfort Moses could have stayed in the royalty his whole entire life and we never would have talked about him. He could have stayed in the beautiful gowns, the beautiful fine clothes and the jewels, but there was a stirring that started to stir up in him. So you know the story. There came a moment when that one guard ended up, he was beating one of the slaves and guess what? Moses couldn't take it anymore. Moses killed the guard. How many of us here right now, if put yourself in Moses' shoes, you are living the life. I'm imagining that he's getting massages, eating the best food, barely lifting his finger ever. Why did he go kill that guard? Why didn't he just keep his mouth shut and just keep living his royal life? Some of us here tonight, is we're doing that. Y'all see things that are wrong. Y'all see things in life that, what is it? Um, uh, be the change the world needs. You're the change. It's not waiting for other people to do it. It's you. You see things that are wrong. You see stuff that's happening, but you're still staying in your royalty, staying in your cover up because it's comfortable and it feels good to you. I'm gonna come down a lot of y'all streets tonight. But what I'm telling you is that there is a God DNA bloodline in you and it does not matter what job you have, what street you live on, God is calling you, every single one of us to something. In these moments, you're either gonna choose to stay in the royal palace and be comfortable and turn your head and you don't act like you don't even see it, or you're gonna make a move. And what happened in Moses's life is it got too heavy for him. It got too heavy. Imagine his whole life, he's watching them get beat down, killed left and right. This one particular moment, it broke. He couldn't take it anymore. And I wanna know what, what will it take for you? What will it take for you to move out of your comfort and do something, do that thing? For me, what was it in me that finally was like, okay, I got to get these women together. It may sound very lightweight to y'all like, okay, you just got some women together. I ain't never prayed before or led a word before or ever stood in front of people talking about God. I was scared out of my mind, but he was calling me to do something. And I said, either I'm going to sit in the back all the time, or I'm going to step up out of my comfort zone. Guess what he did? Moses killed this guard and he did the second thing that a lot of us do, he ran. He ran from it. So he jumped up, did something, finally, thank the Lord, he finally did something and then he ran. He didn't run for one day. He didn't run for one, 
This fool ran for 40 years. Some of us here tonight ain't even 40 years. That means he ran longer than you've been alive. Hiding and running away from his calling. By a show of hands, I wanna know which Moses are you? I want you to give me a one, two, or three. One, are you the Moses that's still sitting in your royal palace? Still sitting there, scared to say yes, just sitting back because you're in your comfort zone. Or two, are you the Moses that actually moved? You're the Moses that saw a man get beat and said, this is wrong and did something about it and you're not scared to move and jump and make those decisions. Or three, are you the Moses that's still running? Fleeing, running for 40 years. One, two, or three, where are y'all? I'm seeing some, oh, seeing some ones, twos, threes. This is keeping it all the way real. Everyone else, drop it in the chat, drop it in the chat. Um, Joanna, I want to come to you. Why are you a one? Um, I think I'm a one because I do like to live in denial. I see a lot of things going on, you know, murdering of, of, and it's, you know, and did I go to a protest? Do I say anything? No, because, mm -hmm. you know, I just feel like, wh what am I going to do? Is nothing's going to change mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I definitely think I'm chilling in my bubble right now. Yep. Um, and I always, and it's funny, is I always felt the need that I need to do something else. God didn't put me on the earth to just worry about me and mine. Mm -hmm. And I've been looking for something to else to do. You know, people, okay, feed the homeless. That that's not it. For I I I don't know what it is yet, but I do have a longing to do something else. But I'm comfortable. I don't like to see certain things I don't watch the news because I don't like to see the things so it, it, I do protect myself in that way so I definitely think I'm a one wow such vulnerability thank you for sharing that I, I what you said a lot of us here tonight can can concur and can agree that there are things that we see and we know and we just kind of turn our head because it's easier to do that this faith walk is not easy at all he is actually calling us to get out of line, get out of line, get out of what everyone else is doing and be the leader. And in that, he's going to equip us to everything that he needs us to do. But he's looking for your yes. Alicia, I want to come to you. What was your number and why? Uh, I was uh, one. And uh, to be completely honest, it's, the co it's a combination of fear and straight laziness. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. those are really those are the two things that keep me keep me from moving forward in in a lot of stuff um and just uh and I'm also the kind of person that uh, like I put in the chat like I I I'm so I'm kind of detail oriented so for me I like to be prepared and if I'm not prepared or I, I'm, I'm continuously getting stuff trying to get you know, information, get everything in order and then I end up not doing anything. Yeah. So. 
Amen. Thank you for your transparency and that. Thank you for that. I know other people can relate to that. Anyone, if you guys are hearing people say certain things, you can actually go into the chat and private message them because um, you may or may, you can speak up here. If you're like, hey, I want to speak to, you know, what Alicia just said, you definitely can. But if that is something you want to hold private, you can private message because um, I'm sure someone's receiving a revelation or something that you need to hear. Karen, can I come over to you? What number were you and why? Um, I'm a two. I'm a two. Um, I definitely over the last two years have, oh, maybe, maybe the last five years, I've had some trauma and things like that and some transitions. And about two years ago, God was just calling me to do something different. I was 20 years in education. And I mean, literally at the end of the 20 years, he was like, that's it. You're done. I'm like, what you mean I'm done? Like, I got bills to pay, you know, our family was in transition, um, but I gave him my yes. I gave him my yes. Now, I didn't, I ran at first. <laughs> I No, no, that's not what you said. You didn't say quit my job. Like, you, you clearly didn't say quit my job. But like you, Jacinda, I, I ended up um, starting a book study in my home that, you know, just every Saturday, a group of my girlfriends and I, we just started, you know, digging into the word of God. And so that led me to, um, and I'm telling y'all this, but I'm doing all of this, like I'm the poster child for doing it afraid. Like I am shaking in my boots, but I've committed to saying yes to him all the way. Um, I, I got my uh, license in Christian counseling in November. And then I just launched a business like two weeks ago. And when I'm telling you like from scratch, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm having to figure everything out. And just me and Lord, like, come on. And I'm like the young lady who spoke before, I'm very detail oriented. So my confidence is built, my competence or my confidence is built in my competence. The more that I know, the more I feel prepared and ready to take the next step. But, you know, my word of the year, and I, I don't have it on now, but I have a bracelet that says surrender, just surrender, just say yes. So. Just say yes, just say yes. Karen, I wanna connect with you, girl. <laughs> um, that is amazing. I hope you guys receive that. Mel, I wanna to come to you next because she said one of your favorite words a million times. She said, yes, yes, yes. Can you just for a brief moment, cause I'm gonna go down the street y'all, but Mel, can you talk about how your life changed during your season of yes? Yeah, so it's interesting because I, in 2017, I was looking for a group of women, a group of people, just kind of, just that I could hang out with and like love Jesus, like in that place. And so I went through a season of yes in 2018, and I ran into someone called Justinda Jacobs. <laughs> and when I met her, I remember walking into the room and I said, she and I are going to be friends and we are going to do business together. I didn't tell her, I didn't know her, I didn't know her accolades or anything. And she came up to me months later and she said, I want you to lead a Bible study. And I was like, mm, no, like, no, I, mm, I'm in a season of yes. Oh. And she knew that at the time too, at this point. And so I just said yes, because my yes was everything that was in alignment with what God was calling me to do. I committed to saying yes to that. And yes also gave me the strength to say no. And that no was the things that were not in alignment, my purpose, 
my true calling, what I was meant to do here on earth was it was easy at that point to say no so when someone came to me and they said hey do you want to do some makeup xyz i'm like no because that's not in alignment so the season of yes so karen you're right like i was getting ready to message you girl like i get it been there done that um when it to okay. saying yes to things that were in alignment and no to other things that were not that's amazing thank you mel um, just as we are halfway through this story, if you commit to being in a season of yes, can you just type that in the chat right now? I commit to a season of yes. And if you hear what Mel said, um, it means saying yes to things that scare you. It means saying yes when it's in alignment. So your Holy Spirit has to be at peace with it. But it, it very much so means no being able to say no to things that are not in alignment. And uh, many of us, especially Christian men and women, feel like we always have to say yes all the time because we're nice and sweet and kind. No, we're smart. <laughs> we have wisdom. We have godly wisdom. And we have what's called the Holy Spirit. And so we can very politely and just as kindly say no, not at this time. So that's a whole nother Bible study for a whole different time. Uh, let's go back to our story. So when you guys think about Moses from now on, I want you guys to be able to kind of correlate the different phases of Moses. There are different phases of him. There were times that he was in his royal, royal gown, living a lot, just living a lot. Then there was that brief moment that he actually took that jump. He took the jump, but it was still too hot for him. So then he ran, he ran for 40 years. He was a runner y'all. He was a runner. So when you think about Moses, I want you guys to forever think about the different phases of him. Now let's go to my favorite phase of him, the call. Y'all know he talked to God in the burning bush. We know that. <laughs> we know the burning bush story. But just for a moment and for the purpose of Bible study, I want to bring in um, our scripture. So Exodus 3, can I have someone read a little bit of it? Let me um, pull it up on my computer over here. Who would like to read first? Let me try and get some of this out the way because I have it pulled up on this side. All right, so I want to start at five. If I could have someone read like maybe five through 10, if that, that would be cool. Um, and then you guys can follow along as well in your phones or whatever, but Moses, ex, I'm sorry, Exodus three, verse five through 10, who got me? I can read. Exodus, oh, go ahead. Then he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet for this place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and heard their cry because of their taskmasters for I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the, and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has to me, and I have also seen the oppression which with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, 
out of Egypt. So I'll pause right here. Tracy, I'll come to you next if you could read, um, uh, like, let's say 11 through, uh, let's say 15. I'll come to you next in that. But just a pause right here. What's crazy is, so here's what's happening to anyone who put up three, who's like, knows, like, you know, you're running, you know, you're running fast, like, and um, yeah, there's going to be a little bit of time that, you know, no one's going to bother you and you're cool. But God came to him in a burning bush. At some point, you're going to have a burning bush moment. I don't know what it's going to look like for you. I don't know how crazy it's going to be. But brace yourself. You can keep running all you want, but there is a moment in time that God is going to come knocking on your door. Why? Because if we go back to the beginning, you have God's DNA bloodline running through your veins. You can roam down. You can go down any river you want to. You can wear any cover up you want to, but he has you destined for a specific purpose at a specific time. And you can stray away as much as you want, but he's going to come get you. And he's going to come get you. And it may not be nice. It may not be sweet, but you are going to have a burning bush moment. What is it going to look like for you? So I say, let's walk in the season of yes. Let's walk in the season of yes. So you can prepare yourself and prepare your strength for that. Um, Tracy, I think you were the one that, that popped up. Tracy always be reading the Bible. Go ahead. 11 through 15, you said? Yes, ma'am. Okay. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. And this will be the sign that then this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they asked me, what is his name? Then what should I tell them? God says to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is the name forever. The name you should call me from generations to generations. Amen. Thank you, Tracy. Tracy leads our um, uh, first Thursday uh, co-ed Bible study. It's called Kings and Queens. She's one of the leaders there. She's phenomenal. Um, I want to look, show you guys 11. I love this. But Moses said to God, who am I? Who am I? We all started off tonight's Bible study by saying there's, we all, if we're going to be all the way real, we all have things that make us say, who me? No, I know there's someone else that is more qualified for this. Um, I want to, uh, share with you guys for a lot of us that are mentioning, you know, a very detailed, even the spirit of perfection. I always like to say we do everything in stolen lunches and everything in my business uniquely qualify. We do everything in excellence, but let me be real. Sometimes it just needs to get done. Sometimes it just needs to be done broken. I talked to Ashley about that today. Sometimes you just got to do it wrong, but it needs to get done. For example, we here at stolen lunches have a give blessing bag movement. So we have bags, we pack them with essential items, food, hygiene, whatever, blankets, gloves, and then all the volunteers get to take a bag and then they hand it out to someone in the community. How many times are we driving around and we see people on the streets? 
And so part of our movement is so that we can be the hands and the feet and the heart of Jesus. So now I'm not at the traffic, like trying not to look in their eyes and catch eye contact with them because I have nothing. But now I can say, here's a bag and I give it to you. But here's the real point I want to make. Um, I, you don't need a bag with the logo on it that says stolen lunches and says give blessing bags. You just need a Walmart bag that has stuff in it that people need. You don't need to start your business with the perfect logo and the perfect website. Sometimes it just needs to be started. Sometimes the need is greater than the perfection. Can y'all write that down? Sometimes the need is greater than the perfection. And I get it. We all have been called to do things above average, but sometimes the call is for you to just get out and start. If I showed y'all the very first flyer of stolen lunches, I will go in my bed and cry and crawl up in a ball because it was horrible, horrible. And Stacy's been around since the beginning. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know anything about running a Bible study, putting together flyers and nothing, but I did it. Now my flyers have gotten better. <laughs> now you, you, know, you can add in your perfection and your details and your talents and your skills and the gifting that God give, has given you. He is simply in this stage of your life only looking for your yes. But guess what? Even Moses said, who, me? And then the next thing he says, he was like, who, who am I that should go? And then God says, I will be with you. I will be with you. Type that in the chat because no matter what excuse you have, you are reminded in Exodus 3, verse 11, that God is saying to Moses, just like he's saying to you, I'm coming with you. You don't need to know the details. Miss Karen, you do not need to know a single daggone detail. The only thing you need to do is take that first step and I'm gonna be right there with you. All right, who wants to take us home 16 through 21? Last couple scriptures. I'll go. Go assemble the leaders of Israel. Say to them, the Lord God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, uh, appeared to me. He said, I have paid close attention to you and have seen what has been done to you in Egypt. I promise I will take you away from your misery in Egypt to the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites, a land flowing with milk and honey. The leaders of Israel will listen to you. Then you, the leaders, must go to the king of Egypt and say to him, the Lord God of the Hebrews has met with us. Please let us travel three days into the desert to offer sacrifices to the Lord, our God. I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go, even if he is forced to. So I will use my power to strike Egypt after all the miracles that I will do there, he will let you go. I will make you can the- stop right there. You can stop okay. right there, actually, Alicia. Yeah, I meant to say 20. Um, that was perfect. Thank you so much. Um, so, and thank y'all for reading all those, uh, the land of Canaanites and everything. Every time we came to, I was like, mm, my bad, y'all, my bad. I made y'all read all those big, crazy words. Um, that's the story of Moses. That's the story of he was this little baby, born a Hebrew slave, destined to die his first moments on earth destined like you're supposed to die went down river and had these different phases of his life 
but no matter where he went or how far he hid, God came and told him, the whole reason why you were born was to save your people. What are you doing over here as a shepherd with this flock? This is, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. Get it together and go back and get these people because that's why I had you born. That's the only reason why. So all of us here tonight, it, the funny thing is it doesn't matter how lost we are, doesn't matter. He can speak to us in those slow whispers, but he's going to come get us. He's going to come get us. And at that moment, that's where we want to be in our spirit of yes. That's where we want to be in our season of yes, because it's in that yes, that's all he's looking for. The rest is left up to him. So I want you to know right here, um, Moses went back. He saved his people. I'm not going to take us down that whole thing. I'd ask you to read that in your homework later on to just kind of refresh yourself as to the 10 plagues and everything that happened. The funniest thing that, um, you know, what made Moses qualified? Because he was a shepherd for 40 years out in the wilderness by himself. I think he only had like one woman with him. He was literally by himself. He was old. He was an old man. He had a speech impediment, lack of training. He didn't have no money, no money. So if anyone's sitting here trying to start a business and says they don't have no money, he had no team. So it, he didn't come into go back to Egypt with a whole army of people saying, let my people go. We're about to do all this. No, he didn't have, he had no connection. And here's the funniest thing. His only connection he had was actually with the enemy. He had no, he had nothing. The only thing he had was his yes and his trust in God. His trust in knowing that God said, I'm going to be with you. There was a third thing that he had. Can anyone guess what it is? You could drop it in the chat. Let me move my chat over or you could unmute and say, what's that third thing that he had? He had God. He had God. Something else, there was something that he had. Come on, Bible scholars. Come on, he had one thing, one thing. Yes, 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 Stacey, that's what it was. Um, it's, it's not a cane. His staff. Staff, there you go. I was with you. Mike, I know what it is, yeah. Here's what I want to leave you with. One, like Titus said, he had God and he had his promise that God is not going to leave him, that God is going to be there with him. And that same promise stands with us today. But the third thing is that what he gave Moses was already in his hand, y'all. It was already in his hand. What you are looking for is already in your hand. Every single thing God gives us, he will not give you step two, three, four, five. He's only going to show you step one. We are a people that say, but show me three, four, five so I can prepare. No, they ain't no preparing. It's just trusting. He gave him nothing. He had this little, I'm imagining like a little blanket wrapped around him or whatever. I don't know what they were called. And he had a stick. That was it. When I look back over my life and I see all the yeses God gave me, it was literally one thing that he gave me and it was on my fingertips or it was one person and that one person connect me to someone else that had all this. 
it was always like one thing. I was one heartbeat away, one handshake away, one phone call away, one email away. It was always one thing, y'all. It's not all this stuff. The business doesn't grow overnight. The nonprofit doesn't grow over all that stuff, but it's the one little thing. And the easiest thing we have to do, to be honest, is just say, yeah, God, I'm down. Yeah, use me. He needs us in high positions. He needs us in the, in the uh, battlefield. He needs his people in politics. He needs his people um, on the police force. He needs his people in these uh, different arenas that are making decisions. If we sit back because we're in our royal garb and we're comfortable, things don't change, y'all. They don't. With his speech impediment, with nothing, even being known as a killer and a liar and a slave, some of us are holding on to the names that people have called us as a kid, what you were known for as a kid. And you're still hiding under that, thinking that that may be a little bit who you are. He was known as a killer, a liar, and a slave. No money, no team, no training, couldn't even speak a real full sentence. So whoever said that they don't speak good English and all that stuff, like neither did Moses. But he, but he saved 600,000 people from slavery. And he didn't have to sneak out at night. He didn't have to say, y'all pack y'all's bags, we sneaking out. They walked out. They have been in cap captivity how long? I don't know how many years. How many years was it, y'all? A long time. Generations and generations and generations, so long that you just know that that's your life. And he said, y'all get your stuff, we're walking out of here. That's what he did. And that was simply from his yes. Why is it that many of us have felt the stirring? Many of us have heard the call, but a lot of us are still staying in our comfort zone. I want you to know that God does not thrive in comfort. He thrives in the discomfort. If you know that you have a check that comes in every two weeks, he can't pop up and do any miraculous work. But when you take that leap of faith and there ain't no check coming in, watch the miracles come in. You have to literally be operating in the discomfort for him to show up and show out. You have to be willing to step out and really trust him. I, like someone else had said here before, I left my full-time job to, to go find my calling. I left television news, being on TV, full-time salary, being offered a promotion for more money that my mama said, you better take, because that's what mamas say, take that money, because they always want you to be good. But I couldn't in my soul, I couldn't. I, God is calling me to something and I don't know what it is. And I, and I asked to break my contract and I had no job and I went into prison ministry working for free making $0. But it was there that I felt the most rich I've ever felt in my life. And from there, I was always one handshake away, one moment away from God taking me to my next level, showing me my purpose, literally opening my eyes to change and showing me guys that it's not you going to save 600,000 people. It's you saving the one. It's you helping the one person making that one change. Joanna, it's, we can't 
go and change how everyone wants to see black people, but you can go talk to that one white person and help them and show them and say, look, this is, this, it, you got it wrong. Let's talk about it. And if you can help that one person, you can change that whole generation under them. It's the one, but it's the start and it's the yes. And so that's really what I wanted to leave us with tonight is just going into the Bible and showing that this man is no different from you and I. He went down river. He went all left and right in every which way. He, he hid in comfort like a lot of us do. He took a little step and then got real scared and ran away. But even still, God still came after him and he's still going to come after you. And I want you to be equipped. I want you to be ready to say, yes, God. I don't have all the details. I don't know everything. Karen has said yes and stepped out. I don't know it, but God, what I do know is I trust you. I know you're not gonna leave me. And I know you've actually already equipped and put in my hand everything I need to make that first step. And with that, God is going to bless a lot of people. He's going to change and impact a lot of people through you. The burning bush story is phenomenal, but God, the miracles happen in us, y'all. So unless we're saying, yes, we can't show up to other people and be that answer prayer. Does that make sense? The answer prayer is in us. So when someone says, oh my gosh, I don't know, I opened my door and there was a basket of food. That's because somebody went and put that basket of food there. But that's because they said yes to God saying, you know, I need you to go and get groceries for the neighbor. So for everyone who said yes, I just want to challenge you. Give yourself, maybe a month is too much, say in a week. I just want to do a week of yes. If you're really ready, say I want to give myself 30 days of yes. You pop in next month at this Bible study and I want to hear your testimony. How has your life changed in 30 days by just saying yes? Yes to the things that scare you. Yes to the things that aren't all the way worked out. Yes to, to doing it while you're scared. Because the second I took God at his word and I said, yes, I'll be honest, I am addicted to anything he calls me to do now. I jump before, I'd be like, where are we going? <laughs> I jump before he, he don't gotta, I jump so fast because he is so real and he is so powerful. He is so almighty and he has blessed me over and over and over and over again in ways I can't even, I can't even describe. He doesn't even have to finish the sentence of what he wants me to do now. I've grown addicted like gambling to what my next yes needs to be so when you do it one time and you see him catch you and you feel caught in air you're gonna be like dang he got me then you're gonna try it again dang he caught me again and it was even better and then you're just gonna keep doing it to a point that the enemy's whisper the enemy's lies come on man we don't even have time for that we don't even have time for that do it scared do it in the unknown, do it broken, do it wrong, but just do it. Just trust God, just trust God. Any takeaways for tonight? I wanna to open it up right now to anything that you may be feeling, thinking, any questions, comments, the floor is yours. Hi, oh, can we, yes, we can unmute. Yeah, 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 well, go for it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really just took away that, oops. I'm ashamed of myself because it really just starts with one. Every beginning. I like what you said about uh, getting something for your neighbor, right? One of my things is like, oh man, I really want to feed the hungry, but eh, what am I going to do with one person? 
but that one person, maybe they'll pay it forward or maybe they really needed it. So I'm definitely going to start with one. I'm going to start there. Amen. (laughs) See what happens. That's it. We just start. We just start. Thank you so much for sharing. Anyone else, any takeaways, anything that maybe shocked you, rocked you, any questions? There's a question in the chat that says, what if I don't know what you're running from? What if you're not clear? This is a season I'm in. I feel God always, I feel God always, and I am thankful that he tugs at me. Mm. Um, What I'll say for that one, we've had so many Bible studies on this. So, 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 so many. Um, Great question. Sometimes we have to be still. When you're running, you're moving. And here's the thing. As a people, we're not used to sitting. We are not, uh uh-uh. That's why when you hear the word meditation, everyone be like, I can't meditate. I try, but then I'm thinking and I'm this and I'm that. We just go. We go, go, go. Being busy means you're productive, which means you're successful. If you look at how Jesus walked this earth, Jesus stole away for 40 days. Jesus went to sleep in the boat during a storm. Jesus um, sat, he prayed, he was quiet. He, he's all these things that like, we're not <laughs> a lot of times. So if you feel as if you're running and running and not quite sure one, what you're running from or two, what you're running to, it is okay. It is okay. But I would ask of you to set some intentional time to be still. And it doesn't mean that the second you're still that he's going to immediately just download everything. Um, In a Bible study that's coming up, I really want to talk about um, the day-to-day life of living for God because it's, It is simple, but it's not. There is daily work that you do in checking in and filling up your tank with God's spirit. There is quiet time. There is meditation. There is, and we've done so many Bible studies. There is listen, you know, reading your word or listening to gospel music. There's so many things you can do to be filled up from God, but you have to do them to be plugged in. You can't just wake up and just every single day. Some days you can't, but you can't just wake up every day and just be like, "Mm, I'm good. I'm filled up. I'm whatever. There's a little bit of, of, of action that goes with you chasing a life of Jesus. So if you say, I don't know what it looks like, I would, I would beg of you to be still and to seek him and to just be with him. And it sounds like you're doing that a little bit and just know that in due time, that burning bush moment will come. Maybe your time hasn't come yet where he's like, I wanna reveal to you what it is. Maybe you haven't met that right person yet. That, that is the, the missing link. Maybe you haven't had that job yet. Maybe you haven't moved to, moved to that part of the world yet. There's so many other things that have to happen sometimes in order for him to say, all right, now, Sarah, this is what I want you to do. Okay, Shannon, now this is what it is but you keep walking your journey. You keep being connected with him. And in due time, you keep saying yes to those whispers. And in due time, things will be revealed one after another after another. So I hope that answered that question. All right, so guys, um, as we wrap up, oh, anything else? Yeah, let me, I, I wanted to say something. Yeah, go so for it, Ashley. I'm like in a place where you and I kind of touched on this earlier, where I'm like, bet- I'm between, God has given me a calling. I know what the calling is. I kind of do half the calling. Like God said, you know, this is what you need to do, Ashley. And I'm like, oh, okay, God, I'm doing that over here. But guess what? Like my job, yeah, I do hate my boss. I'm gonna be honest, guys. I'm gonna be honest. I hate my boss. He's not on here. So I'm gonna tell you, I hate that. 
okay? And you shouldn't hate nobody, but Lord, forgive me, you know why, okay? But I was gonna keep it 100 with you guys. Okay? Keep it, yes. Okay, but I'm like, God, like I can't, I know my call, I need to quit the job, but I'm like, God, like this mortgage, if they call me one time, I'm gonna lose it all. Are they gonna take my car? Cause th that car payment is not easy. That, that thing is not cheap. So I'm like, God, you know, I, I know what I'm supposed to be doing. And he keeps on me like, you ready yet? And that's kind of the thing that you and I were touching on. And, and the word that I use to describe it um, is the fear of the unknown. It's the unknown. We have a problem as a society and, and, um, with, uh, with not knowing. How are we gonna feed the kids? How are we gonna pay the bills? Like how the fear of the unknown is just not safe. And that's kind of why I won't do the rest of the calling because I'm like, if I quit my job and I, I threaten to quit every day, guys, don't get me wrong. Every day I'm telling my coworkers, this is it. I'm getting ready to send the email and I'm just gonna be done. But I'm like, okay, God, I know it. I need to do it. I need to do it. I need to do it. It's just the fear of the unknown. So this has put me in a place where, yes, okay, I'm ready because I'm ready to go to the next step. God always puts us like in different steps and he's like, okay, did you learn this yet? Once you learn, now we're gonna move on to the next thing so you can learn the next thing. And as you grow, it gets worse and worse, the learning. Like, it's like, it takes a lot out of you to keep going and saying, okay, yes, God, yes, God, yes, God. But for me, I'm between a two and a one because I'm like, yes, God over here. Yeah, I'm feeding the homeless. I go through Starbucks every day and I buy the person behind me coffee every day because you might not have that $5. But God's like, that's all great. But what I tell you to do, what, that, that, that's, that's fine and dandy, Ashley. Thank you. Pray that God, thank God. They happy with their coffee. But what I tell you to do, that's not what I told you to do. So that's kind of like where I am, guys. So sorry, but it's the fear of the unknown. That's Ashley, Ashley, um, do you trust in God? I wouldn't, I wouldn't be this far if I didn't. Ashley, do you trust in God? Yes. Do you really trust your heavenly father? Look at Melody, look at Melody. <laughs> do you really trust God? I do, I do, 150 Are you gonna do what he says? I am, I am. <laughs> you I better am. do what he says because the mortgage, the kids, the meals, all that, we're basically telling our big God, God, I don't know if you could do this though. I don't, I don't God, I'll do it, but, and I like to sum that up in one of these words that I hate. We do not allow this in my business, uniquely qualified excuses. Mm -hmm. They're very, very real. Everything you said is so real, but it is, it is an excuse compared to our God. Think of Moses. Moses was the son, the heir of Pharaoh. If he stepped out and did anything God told him to do, he was going to lose it all. So there comes a time where it's the shedding of the life that we were living only to trust God, only to trust him. And my promise to you, because I've been there, I literally was there, is I'm telling you what's on the other side is so much better than what you could ever imagine because God created you for this purpose. He created you for the thing that he's calling you to do. But you've been putting on the royalty in the jobs and the mortgage and the everything. God is going to do something so crazy through you. It's going to blow your mind. 
but you have to trust him. So when I left my job, when I did, and I'm not telling everybody go quit your job. I'm not going <laughs> to do that. The Holy Spirit ain't tell you to do that. Do not email info at stolenlunches.org and be like, Jacinda said, I did not say to do that. I did not say to do that. If the Holy Spirit asked you to do that, then you need to do it. Holy Spirit done told her, I done had a two hour talk with her today. Okay. That's why I, disclaimer. But when Holy Spirit told me to leave my job, I never missed a meal. I never missed a, I never missed anything. And today make more money than I ever did if I would have accepted that pay raise that I was supposed to get at the TV station. It's not to say any of it is wrong. It's just to say that God was positioning me and moving me somewhere. And he was saying, I want to see if Jacinda's going to say yes. I want to see if she's going to say yes. I started working for a church that was paying me side check. Like I was going to serve them. They're like, we'll pay you to do this. I was like, what? Next, then I, then I got a call from the NBA. Hey, we got a, a gig here. Do you want it? Yeah. All these things did not see him. Then I had a girlfriend. I need a room. I need a place to live. Well, I got a room. Well, I'll pay you money. Mortgage. It just, it doesn't make sense what happened. It just happened. But you have, you'll never know. You'll never know it until you do it. Vernell, were you going to say something? Yeah, I wanted to say that um, one thing I've learned or have been, been, I guess it's been in something in my head ingrained that if it, if you do, if it doesn't scare you, it's not worth it. Um, so mm -hmm. if it's scary, that means on the other side of that, God bless, there's a big blessing behind it. Um, so if it's like nagging at you and you can't let it go because you are, um, you are and you're feel, feel fearful for whatever reason, once you get over the fear and trust God totally, you will realize that fear was so small um, compared to what God has for you on the other end. So if it makes you scared, then that's what you're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. If you are fearful, oh. then that's what God says you need to be doing. Because mm -hmm. otherwise, if it just makes you comfortable and happy, that's not fun. And you know, you're not learning anything. God's not, God's not here to keep you at this level. He's continually wanting to have you grow. And the only way you grow is through fear. Um, so you just need to get over that fear because it's realized. God has something greater for you if it makes you that scared. Like, mm -hmm. like when you move from one place to another and you just don't know, like uh, Ashley was saying, you just don't know. That in itself should be like, okay, I'm going anyway. I, it, scares, it scares me. But because it scares me, that means God has had something great for me on the other end. Mm -hmm. mm, I love it. Thank you, you for now. Go ahead. I wanted to um, mention just from everything that's been discussed, also not running but preparation so you might you might know and feel like God has called you to do something um but in the midst of that it's like you um understand or maybe too much preparation like I know like for some for instance I know I've always felt like I've I'm meant to lead a nonprofit. like I've, I've felt like that I, I, when I first stole um joined stolen lunches it was like what I was completely after yep um now I work leadership in a nonprofit. And it's like, I'm, I'm learning a lot of tools and I'm gaining a lot of knowledge and I'm, but I'm not, it's not that I'm not, you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's not that I, I, I put in the chat that I was running. <laughs> so I called it running, but at the same time, like, I don't feel, I don't, I don't dislike my job. Mm -hmm. I don't dislike the people. So I don't know if it's comfort mm -hmm. or it's God having me in the season because I am learning the ways of how to, you know, the only, so way I just want to touch on that too, because it's like, am I, should I be feeling like I need to 
you know, <laughs> go full force and, you know, make a getaway plan? Or do I need to understand that this is my season and I'm learning? So good. So good, Stacey. So um, the Holy Spirit is your answer. If, the, if you feel sick in your stomach, and you're like, I know I need to go. I know I need to start this now. I need to just go ahead and buy this 501c3. I need, it, when you're feeling that, yeah, you're running. Yeah, you, your position has expired and you're way too long. You've been there way too long. But there are definitely seasons that you're all, everything is used for his good. So you're there learning, you're there connecting, you're seeing how to run a nonprofit, you're see, like you're, you're collecting, you're, you're positioned in the right place, but it's not your season yet to necessarily jump. But it gotta, you gotta feel that in your spirit. I share with Ashley this story today um, and everyone who comes to Bible study all the time has heard me share this before, but this is the way I look at our Holy Spirit. I literally look at our Holy Spirit as an old man in a rocking chair. Don't laugh at me. This is how I look. He be in a rocking chair like this, literally in your body, literally just like this, sitting back, he an old man, just in a rocking chair, not doing nothing because you won't call on him. And he's like, oh, did she call on me? He's like, nope, she ain't calling me again. Um, oh, did Michael call? Nope, Michael did not call on me to do anything. And he is sitting there just waiting to be used, waiting to be asked, waiting to anything. What we have to do is literally put our Holy Spirit to use. He is there to guide us, to direct our steps and everything. Holy Spirit, what should I, should I still be in this job, God? You brought me here. I'm in leadership. I'm in nonprofit. Is this where I should be, Holy Spirit? Do I need to go on a fast? What do I need to be doing, Lord God, to be in connection with you, to know that it is not my time to leave? If he did not tell you leave, then it ain't your time to leave. It's not. But you could be researching. You could be preparing. You could get, you could start writing down your plan. God, what's the plan? What's the name of this business? So you could, you could definitely be in preparation of that. And so I like to say, go ahead, Mel. I'll jump in just real quick. It's a real quick line. I like to say, even to Stacy, I call that the, the, the scripture and strategy season, mm. right? So a lot of times what you do is, and we actually talk about this in our business, et cetera, et cetera. But you literally, God is like, put you in position. You're not hating your job. You're in a place where you're learning, you're growing, you're developing. Take that opportunity to really be in the word of God because scriptures and strategies go hand in hand. And a lot of times people say, I'm just going to have faith. I'm just going to believe in God. And they have no strategy behind it. They have no plan behind it. They have nothing. And then they say, I'm going to have blind faith. And blind faith does work when you're operating in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. For instance, I just got a text today from someone who said, hey, I'm stressed out. I'm looking to, you know, start my business and I want your help. And I said, we're going to create an exit strategy. She mentioned nothing about God. She mentioned nothing about, and she's a Christian. She loves Jesus, but that's completely different than someone saying, oh, we just going to quit our job because he's going to pay my light bill. He's going to pay my mortgage. So understand that there are scriptures and strategies that go in place. There's preparation, there's planning, there's all those things. And then there's the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit says it, is it scary? Absolutely. But when you operate in faith and you just believe and you do what he says do, he's going to show up in a mighty way, like Jacinda was saying and like Ronell was saying, um, in ways that you can't even, like you didn't even think that he was going to provide for you. It's like, it's already done. He's just waiting for you to be like, when you ready? Yeah. What are we doing? Yep. So know, guys, that faith without works is dead. We all love God. We all love God. But that's why I was going in on Ashley. I'm going in on myself. Do I love God? Yes. Do I love God? Yes. So if I love God, then I got to be ready to move. 
I have to be ready to move. Go ahead, V. Um, um, I also think, or I'm feeling, because I'm talking out loud to myself, but hopefully it hits somebody else. Um, it's like, um, I feel like God puts things or creates things in your life to where you have to prove that you are leaning into him. Like he's making things happen. So you have to lean into him. You have to trust him. You have to do this. Um, so it might seem scary and hard, but there's also a lesson in everything. I think there's a lesson in everything that happens in your life, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, but think the hard things, I feel like God is trying to have you or show you, you need me for this. Like, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna wait. You won't get it eventually, but you need me for this. And until you realize that you need me for this, this is all you're gonna get, right? This is, we're gonna be relearning this whole same lesson over and over again until you get it. It's like training your child how to, how to use the bathroom. Like, you won't get this, but we're gonna be stuck here until you get this. And I think that's God being our father who raises us and loves us. He's not gonna move us to the next level if we haven't learned a lesson in this level by leaning on him and learning from him and loving him the way we need to. Amen, amen. Thank you so much for that, Vernell. Um, you guys, thank you so much for just being here. I, I could be, I, I could do it, but being here by myself just wouldn't be fun. So I thank you so much for just being intentional tonight. Stolen lunches means to steal away and be fed by God. That's why it says stolen lunches. I know y'all were like, what the heck is this? What does this mean? Steal away, because some of y'all know that the kids is in the other room yelling and screaming right now. Somebody else hungry. I got things to do, but you made intentional time to be here and to get this word. And I pray that it... Um, that it resonated with you. I pray that you received something that it spoke to you. I pray that you think about this word and this message well beyond today. Um, we will have it on the podcast page. So like I said, just on, on your podcast, pull up stolen lunches. It will be up there in the next couple of days if you need to share it with somebody else. Um, if this word at all tonight was a blessing to you, please donate into the ministry. We are a ministry, stolenlunches.org. We will be grateful with anything that you want to give to us. If you want to volunteer with the ministry, we do everything virtually. So it doesn't matter where you live or what you're doing. Maybe God is calling you to be a volunteer here. Say yes. You're in a season of yes. Okay. Come pop in. We would love to have you join our team. Um, but other than that, virtual date night tomorrow night at eight for cool couples and every Monday and Wednesday is 6 a.m. prayer. All those details are online, stolenlunches.org. There's a prayer tab. You could put prayer requests in 24 seven. The phone number is there. Um, and then every Tuesday and Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, we have Bible study. If there's no nothing else, any, any words, questions, anything, I'll go ahead and close this out in prayer if you guys are good. I just wanna say um, back when I, in the, in, the, in the scripture, Moses asked God, um, what do I say to the people? And God said, tell them I am who I am. So when you think about it, God saying that I am your, your director, I am your, your, your physician, I am, I am who I am, whatever you need me to be, I am. So we got to think about that whenever we, we stepping out and trusting them, know that God is, I am. So I just want to leave that with everybody. Did Paul just take it home? Did Paul just <laughs> take it home tonight with the final words? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I saw I, when I saw it I said that's a whole bible study so I skimmed right mm -hmm. on over that but I I'm so grateful to you again for the second time tonight for uh for for calling me out there and and I am who I am I am who I said I am mm -hmm. so thank you so much we'll go out right there on that word yeah. All right, I'll go ahead and pray and close us out heavenly father thank you God thank you God thank you God thank you for waking us up 
Like, let's just be honest, guys. Some of us um, have just kind of been sitting back comfortable, comfortable, God. And um, not saying that we're happy that you woke us up, but you you woke some of us up tonight to a, to a real yes, to a real season, a real awakening um, and knowing that our bloodline is connected to you. So no matter where we go, how far we may astray, um, that there is a time for everything that there always come a time, there's a fork in the road moment, there's a burning bush moment, whatever it may be. And God, we declare tonight that we say yes to you. We say, God, we have faith in you. We trust in you. We love you, Lord. And as scary as it may be, you have our yes. We fully surrender to you, Lord. As, as much as we may question our mortgage, Lord, our bills, God, our kids, our how, Lord, how, how? God, we're reminded tonight that you may not share the how. You're simply looking for people to say yes to you. And so God, we will move forward. We will stand strong, we'll do it scared, but we declare and decree tonight in your word that your promise that you will go with us, that you will go with us that you'll never leave us or forsake us, but that you're calling us in our brokenness, in our less than. Um, maybe we don't have a team. Maybe we don't have money. Maybe we don't have any of these things, Lord God, but we know that you're calling us for something greater and we want to be part of the call. God, tonight we say yes. Thank you for each and every person that was on Bible study. I pray that you do um, a mighty works in their life. I pray that you meet them right at the point of their need. You know what they've been praying to you about. You know what they've been crying to you about, Lord God. I pray that in this community, they can find you, that they feel you, that they get support like they've never had before, virtually. Even though people are like, we can't do virtual, Lord God, you are here, you are in this room. We're moving virtual and you need to be there. And so I just, I am praying for so many big and beautiful and powerful, unbelievable things to happen in this ministry. And so I thank you so much for Cool Couples. I thank you for April. I thank you for the Stacys and the Melodies and Alicia and Tracy and people who've just been believing in us before we were anything. I thank you for that horrible flyer we made years ago and didn't know what we were doing because if it wasn't for that we would not be here tonight god as we go home tonight just be with us as we sleep god uh, use us tomorrow for your glory lord if there's anyone we could pray with bring groceries or pay for someone behind us god use us because we want to be a great representation of the kingdom we love you we honor you jesus we worship you and we just lay at your feet in the mighty matchless name of our heavenly father we all unmute tonight and say amen amen that is so good thank you so much for tuning in to our stolen lunches podcast today if you want to be part of our virtual bible studies live and in person you can tune in from anywhere every tuesday and thursday at 7 p.m eastern standard time we have Bible study, real people, real conversation, real struggles, and real testimonies of how great our God is. Just log on to StolenLunches.org.